Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, folks, welcome back to another exciting episode of Dr. Tom and the Gold-Blooded King. My name is Daniel Hardy. I am known as the gold King around here. And we also have the good doctor himself, Tommy B, in the place to be. Uh, Mr. Bevilacqua, how are you doing? I'm doing good, you know, brushing up on uh, my uh, Chinese history and international affairs. But other than that, you know, doing good, you know, hanging in there. Well, you know, me personally, I, I, I'm just uninformed and, you know, I don't really know anything. Um, but, um, you know, I don't even want to get in trouble for talking about it because it seems like if you, if you mention it at all, something bad happens to you. So Forget I'm just going to say, you know, I support people doing peopleish things put, put that on a bumper sticker <laughs> but don't get me started on wakanda uh it, we have a very special guest today uh someone who's a uh, very intimate i think i would dare to say about the sacramento kings uh, franchise on the rise he is the co-host of the king's pulse podcast i'd like to welcome brendan Nunez to the podcast brendan how are you doing today man I am doing great, guys. I appreciate you inviting me on here. And uh, yeah, like you said, I'm I'm looking forward to what the Kings got going on right now. Again, um, I don't know if you know this around here. We call them the Kangs. They have to, you know, again before we'll get their name back. But um, uh, speaking of the Kings, uh, we have a certain player who used to play for Sacramento. In fact, I believe was drafted by Sacramento. And I'm wondering if you can give us some insight as he's like slated to be probably our starting center. Uh, his name is Willie Cauley Stein. And right now he's in a walking boot, uh, suffering an injury, um, basically at the very, very start of the, the whole getting together for the team. Um, so, question um, How good is he? Um, it depends on the night. Uh, Cully Stein has a whole lot of potential coming in. You know, he was this rim protector and rim runner. And, uh, at one point he bust, he hurt his finger, uh, got it jammed between the ball and the rim trying to block a shot. And it seemed like from there, he really stopped even putting his hands up on defense. Um, the rim protection is very frustrating with him, but, uh, yeah, you don't know what you're getting on a given night. Uh, and in the injury thing, I mean, he played 81 games last year, so usually that's not an issue. 73 a year before, 75 before that. He plays a lot of games. Um, the injury thing usually isn't an issue. I'm not even sure what actually happened to him. But uh, he'll get you a decent amount of rebounds because he is so athletic. He runs the floor amazingly. The Kings are already missing him being able to run the floor and uh, – he has the hops to be able to throw down lobs, but it, it's just all inconsistency. Um, you know, I mean, you're not going to get a crazy amount of points from him, but you're really hoping for the rebounding. And last mm-hmm. year, his highest rebounding game was 18 rebounds on March 21st. And his lowest was two nights later where he got no rebounds. So it's just like you don't know what you're getting night to night. And he's a decent player, but it's frustrating because you feel like he has so much potential more than what he shows. I feel like you didn't have to go like look at a stat sheet for that still. Like, it was burned in your brain somehow. Like you were so disappointed with him. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to. I had to dive back a little bit. But yeah, Kings fans were definitely a little frustrated and a little as kind with uh, with Cauley Stein last year. I mean, like 
you know, we'd love for him to be a Clint Capella type center, but he's out here saying that he's Porzingis, and uh, that's mm. a little scary. You want to be a, a Clint Capella center, so you want him to be a fraud? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Dr. Tom coming in hot. Uh, it's making sure we're all awake. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, well, uh, we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that. Um, again, we're, we're looking at somebody who can definitely run the floor, as you mentioned before. And uh, we're trying to see if the Warriors truly are a franchise that can uh, take a, uh, I guess you could say, a guy not meeting expectations in another place. And if he can come to, you know, the Golden State. And we've seen guys like JaVale McGee, um, who, you know, had a career resuscitation behind the Golden Got State. Got two rings! That that's that a career. career yeah. That is the career. <laughs> and now he's uh, hitting threes on us in preseason. How, how fun is that as a Laker? Um, right. But uh, speaking <laughs> of preseason, uh, how uh, are the Kings matching your expectations right now? You know, real quick on the Collie Stein thing with you guys, I think if any place is going to be able to do it, that it should be Golden State. Um, there's a couple other good places, obviously, but like. It's all effort for him. So I, I just can't wait to see Draymond just chew his ear off one time, and hopefully that'll do it. <laughs> but um, that usually ends well. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, we'll see. Um, but preseason for the Kings, I, there's only so much you can take from preseason, but uh, seeing nice development, they're playing a little bit slower just because they don't have the crazy fast Collie Stein, but I, I don't expect that to keep up. I think they're working on the transition or the half court offense, excuse me. Um, yeah, they're getting a lot of threes up. Walton said he wants them to get 35 a game, um, which is a lot of them, but they shot it at a good percentage last year and uh, they look like a really deep team. So it's looking promising. So I'm I'm noticing uh, in the box score is that uh, Buddy Hield is definitely taking a, a large share of the scoring load. Uh, is he your number one option? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, last year he was too. He was the leading scorer on the team, and the offense was fairly reliant on him. Um, I mean, he's probably one of the best shooters in the league, aside from the two of the guys that are on your roster. So it, it's a good guy to rely on there, but. Uh, I think that uh, he lacks the creation and they have that from other guys. So I, I think Buddy, when it comes to overall average, uh, will probably end up number one again. But Fox is going to have do a decent amount of scoring. Uh, Bagley is going to be a little bit of up and down would be my guess there. Some nights mm-hmm. where he's higher, other nights where you don't really see him too much. And then uh, Bogdanovich, I think, will quietly be up there as well. But I would say Buddy's our number one, but it doesn't quite feel like it's like forcing Buddy or anything like that. Yeah, I was, you know, you, the the Kings between people know healed and obviously uh, De'Aaron Fox has this explosiveness and then you add a guy, you have um, Bagley and uh, Harry, Harry Giles to somebody who could play in the front court. But I was one, you know, those guys we maybe know whether they're big names or have established themselves in the league, but maybe who's a player that you're really interested in seeing or you think it kind of is maybe not flying under the radar but is someone that maybe not uh, you know not everybody knows about or thinks too much about but if you're tuning in to watch a Kings game on uh, League Pass that you kind of want to pay special attention to um right now so far it's been Rashawn Holmes interestingly Mm -hmm. he's he's our backup big and uh with the Harry Giles thing he's been getting held out because they're saying knee soreness you know it's not very clear but Obviously, as his injury passed, it feels like Holmes is going to be the backup, too. 
and uh, the team being a little bit frustrated with being a little bit slower when Holmes is out there uh, compared to Deadman, who I, I love Deadman. Um, Holmes is able to run the floor. Like he has a very Montrez Harold type motor to him. Um, <laughs> so he just has a, a, a large impact in his role. So I think that's who I'd go with there. And then I also like uh, Corey Joseph a lot as well. I could tell yeah. throw two defensive guys out there. That's definitely a type of ball that I like. Ooh, you know, I'm feeling a little weird right now um, because you made some very astute responses up and down the roster, but you really didn't name one person who uh, we as Golden State Warriors fans are quite familiar with. Um, a certain uh, uh, former champion um, known as the Black yeah. Falcon. What's up with the, the lack of Harrison Barnes getting mentioned? I loved when I found out that nickname, by the way. That was uh, <laughs> that was great. But no, no, no. We I love Barnes. Um, people are saying that it was an overpay in the offseason for what he got. I'm actually okay with it. The Kings uh, that have the money to spend right now before the contracts get thrown at Fox and Bagley. Uh, Barnes does absolutely everything. I, I mean, he was... <laughs> Above 40% from deep. He doesn't do anything <laughs> amazingly, you know, but he he plays solid defense. Um, he moves the ball. He's just a really good all-around player. And the Kings had such a hole at small forward for a while there. Um, so to not have to worry about that anymore is great. So, so they had a hole, but then they like tr- triple down on it and have a team that's like basically made up of small forwards now. Dr. Tom, Dr. Tom, wait a minute. I have to preface this by saying that Dr. Tom is one of um, the most, like you said, Willie Colley Stein kind of like disappointed you. Well, Harrison Barnes was like that on steroids <laughs> for Dr. Tom um, because you know, if you remember the, the way that the, the core was coming about, there, there was a, a, a big talk around town that, you know, we had Steph and Clay and Dre, but this HB guy from North Carolina might be the chosen one. So right. we had some very, very high expectations for him. And then, you know, he fulfilled <laughs> many of them, but there were some were, you know, yeah, you, sometimes we're not desiring, you know? Watch what happens to that three-point percentage when you get into the playoffs. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, I don't know if the Kings is, are going to have to worry about how he performs ooh, in the finals. <laughs> hey, you never know. Um, but my question to you is, um, ideally, what is the perfect Harrison Barnes season look like um, for you? Um, I, I think a little bit of the same of what we saw last year, where it's he wasn't here long, but being able to hopefully slow down some of those elite small forwards and also being able to slide into that four spot. I think he's going to play some of the most minutes on the team. So really just being able to hit the three ball, uh, which I think he'll do decently throughout the year, um, moving the ball. But a lot of what I want to see from him is on defense. I think that was a lot of their focus this offseason with Joseph Dedman Ariza. They brought in all defense. Um, And if he can just be – a solid defender. He gets a little lost on screens sometimes, but overall I like what he brings on that end. So he doesn't need to blow me away and improve in any sort of way. And I think that's kind of the thing with the Warriors is that uh, he reached a point where it's like, okay, this kid's pretty good, but then there wasn't much more improving from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't mm-hmm. become a great player, but I think he did become a good starting small forward that can uh, do a little bit of everything well, but nothing amazingly. And I think there, there's no like jump that I'm expecting from Harrison Barnes, really. That makes sense. Um, who do you feel would threaten to make an all-star game from the roster? I think it's got to be De'Aaron Fox. Um, 
there's Ooh, there's a lot of baby John Wall guards in the West, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and Fox just he really took over last year. Um, being able to do everything, I believe he was at like eight assists a game, uh, getting steals left and right, really setting the pace of the team. And uh, we mentioned Buddy kind of being the number one scorer. But Fox just does it on both ends. I, I mean, I think this guy can be an all NBA defender at one point. Hmm. Um, I, I think that Fox is the way to go there. Yeah, he's definitely one of the, it's just that speed and that uh, that attacking the basket. You know, that's what gets so much of the focus and deservedly so. He's one of those players where when you see him driving, you're just like, it's if you know you're uh, in fear because it's like he's going to drive and score but also how is somebody going to go that fast and like stop and not totally destroy their body but he's just this one again i mean i jokingly you know say baby john wall but it's like that you know he's got that athleticism and burst and that's something that you you know that's gonna make you good make you be a good player in the league and that's why down the road once you sort of see some of these older players cycling out he could be getting that chance to be one of those top tier uh, guards in the league or viewed as such. What I love about Fox is the fact that he um, is really learning how to control it. You know what I mean? It's like the speed. I when he first came in the league, it was like the speed was just like Sonic the Hedgehog hundred percent, which means there was like, you know, some, some bad turnovers and, you know, uh, maybe dribbling to the teeth of the defense too fast. But once he started getting it, um, it, w- it was a trip to see him like going a thousand miles per hour and then bring it down to 60 just in time to whip it past the Buddy Hield, who, you know, with the gravity Fox created going to the, the rim. Now you got Hield getting open shots. And then when you got the athletic big men trailing in transition, it became a thing where it's like, are the Sacramento Kings always getting downhill at all times? It, it, it was terrifying. So um, that's definitely one of the reasons that I think the Kings are a team to watch for sure. Um, where do you feel the Kings are going to, um, I guess, potentially? You know, with the, with the West so stacked, where do you feel confident? Like, I see them competing for a certain amount of wins, and what kind of seating are you looking at? Um, I think we're hoping to be about 500. I, you know, we were 39 wins last year. The Kings were uh, two games off of that mark, and it would just be great for the Kings to get there. And as much as we all want to make playoffs in Sacramento in this 13 year drought, I think that they are the nine seed this year. Um, I think they can compete for the eighth seed and they definitely will be, but I don't know who falls out. Uh, people saying golden state. I'm uh, that's no, that's not. That's, that, that, yeah. That's, like, come that's on, ridiculous. Come on. Yeah. That's not happening. Thank um, you for being sane, Brendan. We yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, we we respect ridiculous. sanity here. Yeah. Um, San Antonio is the one that I, I, but Ah. 22 years of being in the playoffs, they have not a very modern roster, but they have a lot of good players and they have the best coach in the game. Um, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I don't feel comfortable betting against them. So that's why I'm going with the nine seed this year. I think that they're more complete. The Kings are and deeper than some of the teams of like, uh, Dallas and New Orleans that'll also sort of be in the race a little bit there. I like Sacramento better than those, but I think they're going to be slightly out of playoffs. Here. Wait, 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 wait. You like Sacramento better than New Orleans? I do. I don't like the spacing Ooh. of New Orleans. 
Oh, that's going to be a great uh, game uh, between two of those teams because uh, so much young athleticism everywhere. Yeah, those, yeah. those front courts matching up, uh, you know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, New Orleans plays fast, too. Those are those are going to be entertaining games for sure. I just don't think that uh, that their depth is on the same level. I think the Kings go 10 deep really well. And, uh, and it's that spacing for New Orleans that I question a little bit. I think teams are going to be able to sink the floor against them a little bit there. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. So I just want to kind of just shout some uh, West uh, Conference teams at you. And I just wanted to get your um, quick... Um, feedback basically saying i like the matchup or i don't like the matchup and um i'm just kind of curious because you have a team now that is giving me sort of like you know mark jackson you know last season with the warriors vibes where these this team could like make some real noise or they could just not make the playoffs depending on we have, we have no idea yet but it's interesting so i want to start off with uh the portland trailblazers Oh, okay. So Portland's another team where it's like, okay, they could drop out of the playoffs potentially, but they also overperform in the regular season every single year. Um, I think losing Nurkic is huge, but they would have the two best players in a matchup in Dame and CJ. And uh, I I think I'm higher on Dame than some people are. So it's really that backcourt pairing that I can't get past. And I think they're, um, their offense, Portland's offense, is going to be good this year. So, you know, in a season series, I think they'll win like one of the games, Sacramento. But mm-hmm. at Portland, I mean, I, I think clearly the better team. Okay, and uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. This one's interesting because it's obviously their offense is Carl Anthony Towns. You know, they started shooting a lot more threes, and the Kings struggled against them last year, um, particularly Towns obviously with, I mean, Cauley Stein having to guard him, have fun with that one this year, by the way. Um, so that's what we got Kavon Looney for. Let's all settle exactly. down. I mean, you got Draymond, you know, you got, and, and by the way, I think that Looney should be starting on the team, even when Cauley Stein is healthy, but we'll see how that goes. Um, Minnesota is another team that I should have mentioned with Dallas and the Pelicans. Um, I just think that they're missing another guy. They haven't shown it to me yet. I, I like Carl Anthony Towns on one end of the ball. On the defensive end, he doesn't really exist much for how big he is. Uh, he does not do what he should be able to on defense. He said exist. He doesn't. Like, he does not do what he should be able to do on defense. Um, yeah, and their wing defense is okay. I don't know. Per, I, I like – the matchup for the Kings, and, and I think Minnesota is just going to be in that same sort of range right below Sacramento. Well, well, you identified the Spurs as that sort of team that probably has a claim on the eighth spot of that last team in. How do you think the Kings would match up against the Spurs if it comes down to you know the, that uh, matchup determining who gets that last spot in the playoffs? 
Yeah, interestingly, the Kings were three and zero against the Spurs last year, mm. but I still Ooh. don't like the matchup that well. Um, especially if it Is came it down to a final game. Uh, I mean, partially, yes, I can't ignore that. But the perimeter defense of that team, when a lot of the offense for the Kings comes from the perimeter, and um, and like I said, they're not traditional, so they really slow the game down. And the Kings have struggled in half court offense, so. They've they fared well against them last year, but I would be worried if it came to a final game. Yeah, and um, let's go. Let's you know what? Maybe let's keep it in Texas. We'll go down a little bit. Uh, you know, kind of the opposite direction though, in terms of talent. What about the Mavericks? Uh, because you know they've got one of the best young players in the game in Luka Doncic. Uh, and you know they've had a so so off season, but they're probably look at Porzingis. That helps. Uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, how do you see, you know, there seem like another team that's in that kind of cluster of teams with interesting pieces, with talent, but you just don't know if they can break in. So how would you see the Kings and the Mavericks kind of matching up? Yeah, so that one is is definitely interesting, and uh, I struggle to separate them a little bit, but uh, it's going to be more so about how does Porzingis come back from that injury? Um mm-hmm going to be curious but aside from uh Porzingis and Doncic which don't get me wrong is a great young duo I don't like much of the rest of the team uh yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr. doesn't really do it for me I like a Jalen Brunson but he's still a young point guard Seth Curry a brother of one of your guys is is decent there but I, I don't see much of what else they have going on um, so you're not worried about Boban Marjanovic I'm not. Uh, I Did don't you know see where John Wick three? He was amazing. <laughs> it's true. If if he's behind a camera, maybe if there's some <laughs> acting competition, I might be worried. But no, yeah, I just worry about the depth of Dallas because, like I said, I mean, I think the Kings are one of the deeper teams in the league, and I, I think that they'd be able to run these guys off the floor in a way. Speaking of actors, um, the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, <laughs> they are a heavily for, uh, front court driven team for sure, for sure this year. Um, with AD, LeBron, and of course Dwight Howard there. And <laughs> I knew he was going to laugh. I knew he was going to laugh. Um, but what I love about the Kings is, you know, the Kings kind of have sort of an old school feel to them and that they have a pretty sizable front court of their own. Um, How do you feel about that matchup? Uh, Marvin Bagley guarding Anthony Davis scares me the living de- hell out of me. Um, <laughs> I I don't want anything to do with that. And uh, the Kings the Kings defensive rebounding has not been good as much as the offensive has been. And uh, as much as I was saying I like Harrison Barnes, how is he gonna do on LeBron James? Oh, we know. The likes we know. the likes of those guys have you heard of three yeah one? you know you know three <laughs> one you mean the number of titles curry steph curry has the number of titles uh against lebron that lebron has against you know, curry three one is a very flexible number you can use it so many <laughs> different ways <laughs> all right just making sure just making sure okay so that that um brings us you know um probably the, the main event of these questions here because we know that you're pretty sure you can like take out the trash teams and um you know with a team like the lakers that this this is two two stars at certain points, you know. What I mean, for the, the Kings at such a young juncture, but talking about the Golden State Warriors, who have like a real youth movement going on. I mean, Steph Curry is thirty one years old, and he's the oldest player on the team. So, like, you know, talk about going young. Um, how do you feel about that matchup, especially before Clay Thompson returns? 
So I actually wrote about this, and you know, last year it was 4-0 in Golden State, but it was a 12-point total margin in all yeah. those games. Those were all great games. One of them had uh, Buddy Heald getting chewed out for hitting a three-point shot that almost brought him back in, and then he didn't take the next one where he could have uh, could have won the that game. That was classic. That was classic. Yeah. Oh, that was so frustrating. Um, another one had, I think, a ball got a got wedgied between the rim and the backboard and there was a jump a jump ball at um, yeah. half court with like five seconds left with golden state up it was just they were all super close games and uh hey you mentioned you got a youth movement to be honest your team it kind of sucks after curry <laughs> Dilo and green oh, oh no the word, the word is crippled like, oh no <laughs> Listen, I mean, your offense is going to be okay, right? With Curry and Russell, you're going to stagger them. But I don't think Draymond can guard five different guys. <laughs> and and- I, 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 uh, let's see. I'm, I, I remain, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm uncertain. Ask the Houston Rockets right. if he can guard five guys. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. And yeah. then, and then one of the big, uh, weaknesses of the Warriors even when they had everybody was their turnovers right I mean they were 21st in turnovers last year and the Kings that's how they get their transition offense I mean the second most forced opponent turnovers last year to me I mean I think I'm taking the Kings 3-1 in the season series in the playoffs Golden State's winning Season regular season series. I'm taking Sacramento. Oh, so you, all right. So I guess my, my question is, and this is just without Clay Thompson. If we're just going, you know, like position for position here, you know, we got Steph versus Fox, which is, you know, obviously I'd pick Steph, but if Fox was going to get his too, um, then you go into the shooting guards, which is you know D'Lo and Buddy. Um, I, I, me personally, I, I, I'm taking D'Lo there. I, I don't know how you guys feel. I, I I'm very out on Buddy Heald, so I would out definitely on Buddy go with Heald. Heald. What happened? Very much so. Yeah, just I don't know. The yeah, man can shoot. It, it, yeah, but what else? And that is very fair, to be honest. <laughs> we just had a very big discussion on this on our show the other day and got a lot of crap for it. But he doesn't really play make, you know. Um the other thing is that he liked the way that I think Clay is the perfect compliment to Steph. I think that Fox is the, I mean, uh, Buddy is the perfect complement to Fox because Buddy is a track star. He runs insanely well. So I think that he allows Fox to also um, have that identity of the super high paced offense. So I agree, though. I do think that D'Lo has that matchup. But, but my thought is that, you know, I think that Golden State is staggering and having one of Curry and Russell on at all times. So you right? want to see the rookie, Jordan Poole, who's like killing it except for that last game when he played poorly? He has been, by the way. Jordan he has surprised Buckets. me. He has surprised the heck out of me. But Corey Joseph's the backup point guard here, and I'm kind of okay with Corey Joseph guarding uh, D'Angelo in the second yeah, game. Yeah, well, actually, that'd be a pretty good matchup. You're right. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> It'd definitely be a good matchup. Um, if we get to the front court. And the Harrison Barnes revenge uh, yeah, game. Now this, you know? this is the first time <laughs> Harrison Barnes might actually get some revenge because I'm looking at our small forest right now, and quite frankly, it's – you know, we actually touched on this, like, I think, a month ago or so on your podcast when you were you know, asking about it. And I was like, well, you know, we'll see what happens. Well, we're seeing what's happening. And I'm a little worried. I mean, you know, Glenn Robinson III, little dog, as we call him around here, um, GR3. Um, he had like the, the, the one good game. I believe the, the second game was pretty okay. Um, but between then, hasn't showed us much. Um, Alfonso McKinney, we have a soft spot for, you know, still missing corner threes. And, 
it's kind of a thing where you're just like, huh, um, can no one hit a wide open jumper or play defense at the small forward position? And I mean, for as much grief as we gave Harrison Barnes, like you can't just like leave him alone. Well, you can't leave him alone. We saw that too. I don't know. Um, you know what? Maybe like the 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 small forwards will just run to each other and knock each other out at midcourt. I mean, it's basically a toss up. I feel on certain nights by Harrison Barnes. I'm t- well. The guy I and I think I talk, I've talked about this on an, another episode. I wrote about it. I think once Alec Burks can play, I you know, again not saying he's you know an elite uh, small forward, but he's someone who I look at especially in terms of the offense he could generate as someone who could um, you know kind of at least keep keep things going, keep keep keeping keeping other teams honest. And I, I'd like to see him out there with whether it's Curry or Russell because I think he'll get some good looks and he showed that he can make some of them, which is, you know, for what they can, you know, the give to someone in terms of a salary and playing time, that's about all you can ask for. He's a little undersized, though. That's the so that's thing we're desperate. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> and he was just on Sacramento for the second Oh, yeah. For, yeah, I forgot about that. And, uh, yeah, I was excited somewhat bringing him in, even though they let go of Shumpert, who's kind of the culture setter and the vet of that team. Um yeah, they didn't really give him the opportunity that I wanted him to because in the limited minutes he did look pretty wow. bad. Yeah. Um, and then kind of went to Corey or Corey wow. over him. Ooh. But uh, that's not a ringing endorsement. <laughs> no, but I didn't feel like they gave him enough opportunity. Um, yeah. I saw a quote at one point that I think he said he was like ready to replace KD, and I just, <laughs> I just couldn't help but laugh. Yeah, hey, he's yeah, ready. I, my dad's a huge warrior fan. I'm, I'm originally from the Bay area and um, I was just on the phone with him before this. And he was like, yeah, I just read an article that saying that uh, the golden state Warriors small forwards are the worst position group in the entire <laughs> NBA. <laughs> like, uh, well, yeah, I kind of see it. Well, congratulations. Uh, Warriors Twitter. You got your wish. KD left and this is what you get. <laughs> So then, uh, you know, with, with that travesty right. mentioned, uh, moving on to the power forward and center, you know, obviously I love having Draymond Green, future Hall of Famer, and Kevon Looney, who, um, you know, obviously I think is the better player over Willie Cauley-Stein, although I hope Willie flourishes here, but, you know, Looney is that guy. So, um, quite frankly, we saw a little bit of it last year, um, you know, with uh, Bagley and Giles going at it with uh, <laughs> uh, Dre and uh, Loon. That's a pretty even matchup, and it's scary because I was like, wait a minute, if it's already even and these guys are this young, it's going to get worse and worse as time goes on. So I'd be very interested to see who comes out on top of that. Yeah, and Giles has promise, like I said, I mean, but he's the guy on the outside looking in the rotation right now. Like, he's going to be the one that needs to play his way in and take over Rashawn Holmes uh, in a way. But in Bagley... I don't know still like I mean a lot of times you see the jump year two to year three rather than one to two kind of like Fox did but uh yeah I mean he's just still a really raw talent there's uh there's a lot of upside he's got great length and athleticism and all this but it's just one of those you don't know what you're getting each night he seems like a little bit more of a willing passer but um I think that I'm still taking Golden State. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised there. that you feel that way because, um, you know, I obviously didn't watch the most Kings basketball last year, but I certainly watched our matchups. And uh, he was giving Draymond trouble, like le- le- legit 
feet work in the post trouble. And I was like, how old is this guy? Like, yeah. these are like dream shakes. Right, yeah, and he shows that sometimes. So I didn't look at Bagley's numbers specifically against Golden State, you know, and he tended to show up for some of the bigger games. Um, so maybe if he still sees Golden State as one of those. I know KD was was his idol, and that's why he wears number oh, 35. Really? And I, I know uh, – yeah, uh, I guess I, I like him. One of the games that uh, – one of the games against Golden State, I know Bagley, I think he got ripped three different times going up. And then one time he finally brought it through and had KD get contact on his arm and KD sort of patted him on the back like a you find. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that was cool to see. But uh, I think that could be a reason that Bagley was really showing up for those games. And it's not really an effort thing necessarily, but it's just about if he gets off to this hot start or not. Like uh, yesterday, actually, he was giving Gobert some work. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Say it again. So he slowly for our producer who's a huge Gobert stand. (laughs) Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. No, Gobert was struggling (laughs) yesterday. Uh, And on defense too, he already struggles on offense. But then if you throw a truck like. Wow, we got uh, the new Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley Brady all is going to delete all of this. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a. He ended up with a flagrant foul no. on Bagley. Like they were chirping no. at each other. They were going at it. It, it was, it was this really fun. Actually. Oh, by the way, it wasn't aired no. anywhere. Like, I hate that the NBA is doing this, where it's like, hey, you can't find this game. It pretty much doesn't no. exist. Uh, just only in our hearts and in right. our dreams. Right. And maybe you can find like the stream of the jumbo. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wow. Um, well, yeah, um, it's going to be a hellacious matchup for the Warriors at any rate. Um, I can't wait to watch the game, but it's not like I can't wait to watch it like I used to. It goes like, oh, yeah, guaranteed wins. Now it's like, well, this may be a learning experience for, you know, our young guys to see what it's like to see when really good young guys are coming to kick your butt. You know, I think they'll get to see that at feeling. Maybe go back to their college days when, you know, it was like, wait a minute, this guy isn't that much older than me, but he's better than me. Hopefully they can rise to the occasion and compete because um, I, I don't know if you saw what happened to uh, Jay Poole last night um, against the uh, Lakers rookie when he crossed out so bad, his oh, ankle bone, he had flew to the audience. Yeah. I think oh, Jack man. Nicholson has it in his pocket. Um, I don't know what's going to happen when Fox comes through with that that sick handle. I'm a little worried for our guys' ankles, but um, it's you know a great learning experience. Um, I guess my um my question to close it all up would be this: If the Kings don't make the playoffs, will the fan base start to turn and say what's going on, or are you guys still in that honeymoon stage? We're like, hey, it's all good. We're still young. You know, I think they turned so long ago that anyone that's still with the team is kind of riding it out at this point. Um, as long as, you know, everybody, there's a good feeling around the team and everyone is happy, there's clearly progression and they're around that same 39. I think they could even get away with 36, 37 wins this year and still qualify as a positive season as long as you see progression in the right way from Fox and Bagley and the guys feel like they're meshing together if Giles has a somewhat healthy season um so I don't think that it's playoffs or bust I think there is a good amount of the fan base that is gonna feel that way and be upset 
but this is one of the more exciting and actually competitive teams that Sacramento has seen in quite some time. So I don't think the fan base is going to go anywhere, even if they are saying, if we don't make playoffs, we're going to riot. And uh, do you, I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, do the Kings, they have their pick next year too? I believe that they do, yeah, because I know last year they did not end yeah. up with Boston. Yeah. I actually had just tweeted out, imagine if this team had Brandon Clark. Oh, that'd be nasty. <laughs> um, what was the last team to make the playoffs yeah. from uh, Sacramento? What year was that? Uh, it was 13 years ago, so it was 2000. Three is that right or two thousand six? No, two thousand four. No, I don't know if I can do my math. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I think it was one of those uh, Chris Webber teams. Uh, it was yeah. like when they and didn't they lose to the Mavericks in the like the it was like the first round of the second round or something like that? Hang you know, on. It was oh six. They lost in the first round. Oh okay. Oh six. Okay. Rick okay, Allen right. was the coach from a Warriors right. coach. Um. Oh, so I'm going to take a quick look at a basketball <laughs> reference to see who's on the roster. We got uh, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, Mike Bibby, Francisco Garcia, Kevin Martin, Christy. Brad Miller, um, and Peja. Oh, yeah. Peja was still on the team. Peja Djokovic, <laughs> um, Bonzi Wells, oh. World Peace. And he's on the team now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so actually, not the worst team. Um, I would just wonder, hypothetically, if you had to take this year's squad versus that year's squad, seven-game series, who you got? <laughs> Oof. Um, you know, I think that this team could kind of run that other team <laughs> off the floor. Like, I mean, just because it's a different play style, I think that this year's team would outscore that other one. And that's that's really what this Kings is. is like, I think they're going to be able to score mm-hmm. with the best of them. For the most part, it's about being able to stop right. the other team. Oh, whoa. Hang on. You, you, you buried the lead a little bit on one player who played, uh, looks like the final or 40 games with that Sacramento team. Uh, a certain player by the name of, uh, Meta World. Test. <laughs> Man, you, you uh, uh, we'll give you a chance to reconsider your answer. Like now that we've reminded you that, uh, Ron Artest, I mean, Meta World Peace, uh, aka the greatest thing to come out of Queensbridge that wasn't a rapper. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you, you could reconsider your answer if you'd like. Yeah, just out of the slight chance that uh, World Peace hears this and <laughs> upset with me, I'll, I'll say that the old king. Uh, there we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks, we're going to wrap it up here at uh, Dr. Tom and Goldblood of Kings podcast for Golden State of Mind. Thank you again, Mr. Brendan Nunes, for uh, joining us. Again, you can check him out. His podcast at King's Pulse. Um, it's pretty great. I was on there. They treated me very fairly. Um, they only made fun of the Warriors for losing Kevin Durant just a little bit. But it was okay. Um, <laughs> thank you again, Brendan. Is there anything that you want to let the the Warriors fans know? Uh, since you are from the Bay, and even though you may have changed your allegiances, is there anything you want to tell us uh, going forward? You know, I'm still rooting for the Warriors. I, I think they're actually, from my point of view, going to be more entertaining to watch this year since there's more question marks. And, like, it was just – it got a little bit repetitive to kind of just watch uh, Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and Clay do whatever <laughs> they want every single night. Um, so I'm a little interested. I think uh, Curry's going to get have the scoring title this year and going to hmm. go off. I'm excited. That was very kind of you. Thank you so much for that. Um, you know, Dr. <laughs> Tom's funny said it was repetitive because like, I feel like breathing air is repetitive, but I don't ever get tired of it. It's weird, you know? That's true. 
That's true. I missed the championships already. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and I will talk to you guys soon. Take care.